Welcome to the Fear and Greed Afternoon Report for Wednesday the 1st of November 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 rose nearly 1% today, the best one-day trade in about three weeks to finish at 6,838 points. After the technical correction in the market on Monday, the ASX has bounced. The real estate investment trusts were among the best performers, led by Goodman Group, which jumped 3.5%. Healthcare, energy, materials, industrials, and consumer discretionary stocks also outperformed. In terms of individual companies, the big miners did well. The banks were underperformers, though they ended up on the day. While the retailers were mixed, some of the tech stocks also ended lower. In corporate news, Regal Partners' share price jumped 6% after the group bought a 50% stake in Taurus Funds, taking Regal's funds under management to $8 billion. Orica shares dropped on news it was suing CF Industries in the US about an ammonium nitrate contract. CF Industries also filed a lawsuit against Orica. Amcor's share price jumped 2% after the packaging group confirmed its previous earnings guidance. Australian Clinical Labs share price rose, as did its takeover target Helios, after the acquisition bid was extended to next year, and shares in vicinity centres were higher after the company's CEO said at its annual general meeting he was cautious about the outlook amid high borrowing costs and slowing consumer demand. Finally, in bond markets, traders have now priced in a 67% chance of a rate increase next week, and surveys of economists show that overwhelmingly members of the dismal science expect a rate hike. Story number two, building approvals fell by nearly 5% in September, well below forecasts, demonstrating just how weak the construction sector is. Mind you, it's still hard to find a tradie. Approvals were down 4.6% after a big jump in August. Now, these tend to be fairly volatile numbers. So if you take the three-month average, approvals are actually up marginally on earlier in the year. However, they are well below their peaks of a couple of years ago and still below long-run averages. Building approvals are running at about 167,000 a year, which is well below the population growth. It isn't all bad news for the sector, given the COVID-induced delays. There's still a pipeline of construction to begin, and some materials prices have come down as well. Story number three, retailer Cottonon plans to push further into overseas markets, even though the group with 1,500 stores made just $6 million last financial year. Cottonon was founded by Tanya Austin and her former husband, Nigel Austin, back in 1991. It now has eight brands across 22 countries, including Factory, Typo, Supre, and of course, Cotton On. The Australian market still makes up over half the group's sales, which reached a record $2.2 billion last financial year, according to accounts lodged with ASIC. But the bottom line was hurt by higher rent and finance expenses, as well as a jump in materials costs and wages, according to a report in a financial review. Story number four, Aussie Broadband will grab a bigger share of the voice communications market after local software group Symbio agreed to a $262 million takeover. Aussie Broadband's bid trumped previous offers from rival telco group Superloop. Aussie Broadband Managing Director and co-founder Philip Britt said Symbio would help expand the telcos group's businesses and diversify its operations. Now, Symbio provides technology that enables people to make voice calls over the internet and phone numbers that can be used by people dialing into a Zoom or Microsoft Teams meeting. Very handy, that. And story number five, the Israeli military said that nine soldiers have died in Gaza fighting, while at least 50 Palestinians and a Hamas commander were killed overnight after Israeli airstrikes hit a densely populated refugee camp. 
Medics struggle to treat the casualties in the enclave where food, fuel and basic supplies are running scarce. An Israeli Defence Force statement said the Hamas commander killed was pivotal in the planning and execution of the October 7 attacks, according to Reuters. Meanwhile, back home, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese spoke to Israel's leader, Benjamin Netanyahu, this morning, Netanyahu thanked Albanese for Australia's long-standing support of Israel. Albanese has backed Israel's right to defend itself. However, he also cautioned the Netanyahu government on the need to avoid civilian casualties amid growing strains within Labor's ranks over the impact of retaliatory attacks that have left thousands of Gazans dead. That's it for the afternoon report for Wednesday, the 1st of November, 2023. Adam Lang and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Thursday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your evening.